0: 6.30 Chad, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. All right, thanks a lot for tuning in. Tomorrow on the show, we will uh, catch up with former Edmonton Oil King, Curtis Lazar. That'll be nice to talk to Curtis. Always a pleasure to have him on the show. Uh, you heard it in the news update today. Uh, unfortunately, we've had another fatality in Alberta related to COVID-19. 57 new cases today. There have been 358 total in the province, 19 people are hospitalized. Seven of those in intensive care. And, and you, you you heard Adam Lachlan, uh, the clip from Adam Lachlan. He's the interim city manager, talking about the uh, this fake uh, this f- fake letter that's being uh, circulated. And I, I, you know, be be careful with this, everybody. And unfortunately. I'm, I'm, I mean, look, I don't have to tell you this. You're all smart people, but just to share, uh, share a little bit, it's unfortunate that some people are going to try to prey on people when there is a crisis like this. I, I, a few days ago, my, my mother got some strange text from somebody saying oh, you know, your your COVID results are are, are in, you, you know, we we're waiting your payments so you can get them or something like this. It came through text messages. And obviously she knew it was a, a scam and not to click on it or anything like that. But unfortunately, stuff like that is out there. So you kind of just have, if you get anything like that, you have to be suspicious right away. You have to be suspicious first and, and, uh, and make sure this is something that, it's probably something you shouldn't be interacting with. So just remember that here as we uh, move through this. Unfortunately, another thing to be concerned about it, but uh, bad people are going to try to do bad things, even in bad times. So remember that. All right. Well, this guy uh, had some pretty big games as a member of the Edmonton Eskimos. He got an opportunity to go to the NFL. He was injured last year in the preseason. He's now going to get another shot with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And, uh, oh, yeah, he has a new uh, pretty high-profile teammate as well. Welcome back to Inside Sports receiver Bryant Mitchell. Bryant, how are you doing? I'm doing very well. How are you guys? Doing okay. We're getting through this. Uh, let people know where you are and how everybody is, uh, is dealing with the, with the virus and the pandem- pandemic where you are, Brian.
1: Uh, right now I'm actually in Murrieta, California, where my mother lives. Uh, you know, just spending time with the family. Kind of wanted to be close to home in such a time. But, you know, really just, uh, you know, the family's doing well in good spirits. You know, uh, definitely blessed and, you know, trusting God through it all.
0: Well, it's it's awesome to talk to you You again. Obviously, we had several conversations when you played for the Edmonton Eskimos. Uh, You had a shot to go to the NFL, and uh, quite a journey it it has been, Bryant. Let's let's take everybody back here um, to to the uh, to the injury. Can you kind of just tell us, you know, what what happened, how it happened? And I know it's a tough day to go back to, but uh, but can you share that experience?
1: Yeah, no, no, honestly, man, a lot of people look at it that way, but, you know, it was a blessing for me. Um, I was running a screenplay, and, you know, running that screenplay, I uh, saw the hole open up, went to take off, and uh, just felt a pop. And uh, I thought somebody kicked me in the back of my foot. And I was like, man, uh," you know, I've heard that story so many times. You know, Mercy Mastin, uh, uh, Joe McKnight, uh, you know, some of the DBs that, you know, we played with up in Edmonton had kind of given me the story on how it happened. And I said, oh, man, that's my Achilles. And immediately just fell to the ground and, you know, <laughs> I was it.
0: So was that, was that last August?
1: Yeah, so that was August 9th of last year. Um, so, you know, it was crazy. I was just caught my fifth catch. I'm thinking, oh, man, I'm going to have a 100-yard game. I thought I was about to take that for 70 yards, you know?
0: So what was, uh, I mean, when you suffer something that serious, you you know, or did you know at the time that was it for the year? Was there any hope you might be able to get back late in the year? Not
1: at all. (laughs) Uh, Man, you know, with an injury like that, uh, it's 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 something that you use every day. Your Achilles tendon is something that gets utilized every day. And so with that being said, there was no way that I was coming back that soon, especially being such an explosive athlete. You know, you need that Achilles tendon to be firing, and trying to come back too soon will just rerupture it. So, you know, I took my time. I wasn't going to rush it.
0: So, what was what was the rehab like? How long was it until you were sort of able to start running again and feel like you were oh. moving around normally, like you were an athlete again?
1: Uh last three weeks ago (laughs) oh wow um no yeah no so you know i'm seven months uh post-surgery uh but with that being said uh you know i started running early january and i wouldn't call it running i was (laughs) speed speed walking uh to an extent but uh come i mean i'm running full speed routes now i'm jumping i'm cutting i'm doing everything that i could do before um just you know, just getting that strength back and getting my speed back is really where I'm at. But uh, other than that, man, everything else is full go.
0: Well, and obviously, you know the, the Buccaneers. Uh, the Buccaneers like you because sometimes an injury, you know, could could end an opportunity for a guy. But they've they've resigned you here for another season. Tell me about how that came to be and, and what it means to you. <laughs> uh,
1: you know, it was, it was a great feeling. I have a great agent, uh, in Joe Lenta. Um To be honest with you. You know, I worked my butt off. I was there every day for every meeting, you know, every, every practice. I would, you know, go to practice and, you know, almost like I was there, take notes, um, almost like I was playing. And I think that they saw that, and, you know, I worked hard for to get back. And, you know, uh, by the grace of God, I've been, you know, healed. And, I mean, I'm, I'm feeling good. Like I said, I'm running. So, you know, that opportunity came uh, once they saw that I was healthy. You know, the trainers gave me the okay, and they re-signed me, so that was such a blessing.
0: Well, and the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers made another signing uh, around the time they signed you. I don't know if there's any connection or not, but uh, uh, <laughs> t- tell me about your reaction uh, to getting Tom. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know where oh, I'm going man, with this. Tom Brady's a buck.
1: Oh, yeah, man. that's a, a, You know, it's so exciting. and You know, a lot of people don't realize how great of a – uh, ball player he is, but he's truly the best to throw a football, in my opinion. Um, you know, but just to have him around, you know, just to be able to learn from him, like, just to be able to pick his brain and even just say, you know, hey, like, I got to play with that guy. You know, that's, that's such a blessing, and not only what he brings in his knowledge, but just what he brings in his mentality. You know, I really feel like he has that Mamba mentality like Kobe has, and I feel like, you know, he uh, he's definitely going to be somebody that brings a spark to our team to really make a run for a championship
0: yeah pretty uh pretty significant move there i mean were you did you were you a brady fan were you a patriots fan or i know you're a west coast guy so who was your nfl team before you became a buccaneer
1: so before i became a buck i was a big chargers fan um and obviously brady has beat us many a time but you know what i was always a fan of brady You know, um, I'm one of those guys, I like guys who work hard and I like guys who are the underdogs and have found their way into being the best, you know, and that for me was huge. Um, He he definitely exudes everything it is to, you know, (laughs) be an underdog. So I respected his game and I respect him. So for me, it was huge to, you know, be able to play with him.
0: Brian Mitchell joining us tonight on Inside Sports, receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, of course, a former Edmonton Eskimo. You've heard him on these airwaves plenty of times in the past. When you were hurt last season, obviously it, it, it changed your, your routine, and I know you mentioned you were, you were going in and, and staying involved in stuff, but did, did you follow the CFL pretty closely last season, or was it more difficult because you're down in Florida? What was that like for you? So uh, it's difficult to watch
1: the games.
0: Um, just because, you know, they don't always stream uh,
1: where we're at. But for the most part, man, you know, I still got friends up there, Forrest Hightower, Shakir Ryan, Reggie Bagleton, uh, Shaq Cooper, you know, a lot of guys who uh, I played with and, you know, even Darrell Walker, um, you know, a lot of guys that I got to play with. And so I was, you know, big on just seeing what they did and their progress and things like that. So. It was definitely exciting. You know, the neighbor hards, Mateo J. Like, I loved watching Tay ball last year. It was so exciting.
0: Yeah, he got a pretty uh, pretty nice touchdown against B.C. earlier in the year. Caught it behind the line of scrimmage and then ran the rest of the way. I'm sure you've seen that one. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, I've seen it a hundred times. I was so ecstatic.
0: <laughs> your, your Twitter account, and by the way, if people want to follow you on Twitter, it is at underscore mitch 16 Your photo, even though you're a Tampa Bay Buccaneer, your photo is still a group of Eskimos receivers standing out in what looks like a snowfall while you're practicing in Edmonton. Uh, what, tell me about that picture and how come you've left it up.
1: So we had the time of our lives as a group of receivers there. You know, I learned so much from those guys. I had so much fun with those guys they truly become like family to me. So with that being said, I mean, how could I, you know, forget where I come from and forget my roots? And those are definitely my roots and where I came from. And, man, I mean, if you were there that snow day, Duke scored a touchdown in practice and runs and jumps in the snow. And so after Duke uh, runs and jumps in the snow, we all just jumped in the snow. You know, and Coach Moss being such a great coach that he is, you know, he was, just laughing and we had so much fun that year and you know it just brings back those great memories of a great time that we have playing the sport that
0: we love do you have a favorite moment as an Eskimo like from uh, something that happened in a game
1: uh <laughs> I think I think my 190 yard game would have to be my favorite um but you know what that, that that's not even it you know watching my teammates uh do their thing was always huge for me Uh, you know the game so I set out the first portion of the year last year or two years ago in 2018 and Kenny Stafford went off and he he had a jump ball over a guy uh, against Winnipeg our first game and I just was at home going crazy and you know just being able to be excited for them as well let them be excited for me I think that that was the best part of the CFL for me
0: well, Brian, it's great to have you on the show. I'm glad you're recovered from the injury. Uh, awesome. You're getting another opportunity with the Bucks here. And, uh, you know, I hope in the fall we're seeing you catch passes from Tom Brady. And we'll have you on the show again when that happens. How does that sound?
1: Yes. Oh, I would love to. You'll, you'll definitely see that.
0: Right on, Brian. Thanks for checking in tonight. Brian Mitchell, former Edmonton Eskimo, now with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Quite a last uh, year he has had he well he got injured i guess in august in the preseason in the nfl Had to fight back from the Achilles. He got a new contract. And then a couple days after he signs, we find out that Tom Brady is going to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback. Now, the Buccaneers with some pretty good receivers, but they obviously like Bryant enough that they're going to give him another shot, even though he had a year wiped out by injury. Some guests on Inside Sports get gift certificates to Northern Chicken, bringing down South Comfort Food to Edmonton with their creative take on Southern Classic Spun with a modern twist. NorthChickenYEG.com, like a, a lot of restaurants... These days, uh, they are offering takeout, so, uh, you know, you don't have to go in and and sit. You don't have to worry about uh, being in a a crowd or anything like that. Northchickenyeg.com. Back after the break. Hey, Jake Kellen. Love this man. Pretty good. On the weekend, the Oilers uh, signed Raphael Lavoie to his uh, entry level contract. Lavoie drafted 38th overall by the Oilers last June. Played for a couple teams in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League this past season. Scott Housen is the Oilers' Vice President of Player Development. Well, I like him. I think
2: he's uh, he's got lots of potential. He's, uh, he's a big, strong guy. He's, uh, he's a one-shot scorer. He only needs uh, one chance to put it in the net. He's got a very good shot. We saw that last year in the playoffs. He really took off in the playoffs for Halifax as they went to the Memorial Cup tournament. Um, he's, uh, he got traded this year to Shakutami from Halifax. And uh, he was doing well in Chicoutimi. He plays all kinds of, you know, he gets all kinds of ice time, obviously, in the Quebec League, kills penalties, plays power play, plays on the top line. Um, and he's a talented guy. He's going to have to get stronger. Uh, we're, we're encouraging him to, uh, to work on leg strength, core strength. He's going to have to get a little more power in his game and in his stride. But he's certainly, uh, he's certainly a, a prospect that's uh, loaded with potential.
0: Also, Philip Broberg, the Oilers' first-round pick from last year, eighth overall. Housen's been able to watch him in Sweden.
2: Yeah, I actually, I was at the game. He got a goal. He got his first, I saw him get his first goal. He got an assist that night. Uh, They won, I think, big. I can't remember if it was 7-2 or 8-2 or something. Um, But primarily, he didn't get much power play time. He got a little bit at the beginning of the year. But he was basically a five-on-five player, the odd penalty-killing time when one of their four defensemen who usually kills took a penalty. Um, But he played, I think he averaged around 13, 14 minutes a night. And, uh... And he played. I mean, uh, we're happy with his development. Um, he's, uh, he, he's 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 got to learn. He's playing against men, and and if you compare his numbers, uh, certainly his even strength numbers to. Uh, people in his peer group, people like Oscar Kleffbaum or, or Victor Soderstrom or Eric Brandstrom, I think he's right there. And uh, next year, depending on where he is, uh, he'll either probably be at Sheleftia or, or, or in Bakersfield. But we'd like to see, if he stays in Sheleftia, we'd like to see certainly see the ice time grow and the power play time grow.
0: All right, that is comments on Philip Broberg, taken eighth overall by the Oilers in the 2019 draft. We just had Brian Mitchell on the show, former Eskimos receiver now with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. New quarterback for the Bucs is Tom Brady. He had a conference call today and says his dedication won't change just because he's changed teams. They
3: hired me to do And they're committed to winning, and I got to come in and do my part, and that's
0: why I'm here. All right, a little bit there from Tom Brady. Uh, huge, huge news. Probably would be even bigger if uh, we weren't in the uh, middle of a pandemic. Here, we have Dallas calling in as well. Hi, Dallas. Go ahead. Dallas, go ahead. Oh, maybe Dallas. we don't. Uh, go ahead, buddy. Yeah, this is my name is Frank. Oh, sorry, uh, sorry about that. Go ahead, Frank. Yeah, I was just calling in about the Hercules thing. Sure. Uh, it's not Newton. It's Newton. No, it's Newton. Newton it's is the. It, N- it's Newton N- and Toot were his sidekicks. N E W T. O N. Newton and Toot were his sidekicks. No,
2: I want to Google
0: it. I did Google it. It's Newton. I'll Google it again. Okay. Good. Wow, I didn't expect that. <laughs> well, we found an off-topic topic unwittingly, Kellen. I didn't think that the character from, okay, when did that show air? 1980s?
2: <laughs> yeah. cartoon show would be such a hot-button topic on uh, free 24-2020, but there we go.
0: Yeah, well, that's what we get as uh, we take you through these uncertain times. Cartoon discussions. We are there for you. It's going to be fun after the 730 News. We'll catch up with uh, Eric Johnson, Edmonton native, big-time actor. He was uh, played Jack Hyde in the last two Fifty Shades movies, currently appearing in Vikings. We'll talk to him about that. Big Oilers fan, and uh, he's doing a bit of a virtual reality-type venture that he'll fill us in on as well. inside sports on 630 shed man i didn't think i'd be uh, spending part of the show today looking up things online to confirm the names of characters in the animated hercules cartoon wow well it's okay sometimes that happens we got a very special guest on the line edmonton native just calling you an actor, Eric, doesn't seem like enough. What do I call you? Big time actor, Big Mister Big Shot? Is that how we should introduce you now?
3: <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think Mister Big Shot is uh, is going to go over too well with my past. So maybe just
0: stick with Eric. Eric Johnson is check again. You have heard this young man on the show before. We've uh, told told his stories from his humble beginnings in uh, in Bonnie Dune to appearing in such films as uh, Legends of the Fall. The uh, last two Fifty Shades movies where you played a really lovable character named Jack Hyde. Uh, what, 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 are, what are you in that is currently airing? Is it, is it Vikings would be the most current thing we could tell people about? Absolutely. You
3: can see me in uh, season six of Vikings right now.
0: And uh, I have a whole bunch of these on my PVR. I know the first episode you were in, has your character name since been revealed? Are we allowed to say that now?
3: Uh, definitely, it's uh, it's really confusing for everybody. My character's name is also Eric. Right. Uh,
0: it was it was very handy for me. I think they were taking it easy on me at work, just so I didn't get confused. Right. right. They were like, I wonder if there's a famous Viking we could cast Eric to play. Oh, Eric the Red. There we go. <laughs> How do you enjoy uh, playing in in that sort of uh in that sort of a world? I mean, it's obviously a show uh that is historical i mean yet fictional would that be a fair way to describe it
3: yeah i would say that i would say that uh you know there's some creative license in there uh shows like that we are, are a tremendous amount of fun i mean it's you, you you gotta really go back to when you're a kid and uh playing on the playground it really feels like that like you, you're getting dressed up every day a little like halloween uh it's uh, it's and it's the closest that you get to time travel. I think you know when you and I were talking about a different show I did called The Nick. It was also the same because you're so immersed in this other world. And if you look the right direction, it's like stepping back in time and and getting to do you know fight choreography and sword fights. Like uh, you know your whole life, you're told not to play with swords and sticks. <laughs> and then you know then that's your job. You go to work and and learn how to sword fight. and They throw a bunch of fake blood on you. It's 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 a good time.
0: Just to give people a sense of the the timeline for these productions, can you tell us when these episodes of Vikings that have recently been on, can you tell us when you shot all that stuff? Ask this, and I, and I know people are, are curious, because you live, you, I mean, you, you're able to live and operate in a very uh, uh, high-profile business and a very competitive business. So how specifically did you get cast as uh, as Eric the Red? Did you audition? Did they say, uh, hey, we think you're the, you're the perfect guy just because of how you look or other performances? How did it come together?
3: Yeah, I think it was a bit of both. I mean, I definitely threw my hat into the ring and, um, and, and then I think, it, again, going back to uh, This is a show that i um, you know, circled around a couple of different times over the years.
0: the episodes when they air? Or are you one of those guys, you know what, I was in it, I did the job, I, I don't need to see the final product?
3: I usually watch them later. I, I'll get them later and, and binge through them. It's- different sites and uh, I'm sure
0: a large portion of our friendship discussing the sometimes less than noble characters that you have played along the way. Um, does Eric the Red fall into that mold or are you perhaps one of the more heroic characters in this season of Vikings?
3: Well, I think, uh, I think you're going to have to watch to find out. Uh, I think he can go both ways. <laughs> he's, he's definitely So that's an
0: improvement know? then morally for your characters. Exactly. That he's totally. kind of in the I middle. Mean, just- <laughs> Now let's be honest. The Vikings themselves
3: kind of a little morally ambiguous out there in terms of what they were doing. So kind of everybody's a bit of a bad guy in modern terms. So you know, it's, uh, it's easy to it's easy to be. Uh, There's many shades of
0: gray. Oh, there we go. Just to work the that in, three. <laughs> you know what? That's I, I was telling somebody, a, a colleague, you were on the show tonight, and I, I said, oh, "I don't know if you've ever heard this uh, gentleman, Eric Johnson. I've had him on the show a few times. He's a big Oilers fan." And she was kind of giving me this blank look, and then I said, "Jack Hyde." Then the then the light went on. The, the <laughs> creepy guy. Uh, what was it? Fifty Shades. Uh, what was it Fifty Shades Darker and Fifty Shades Freed? I always want to say Fifty Shades Darkest, but it was Fifty Shades Freed was the third one yes yes uh another lovable character uh, yes just another warm and fuzzy character that you've you've played along the way uh eric johnson joining us so how has everything the uh the social distancing things being shut down how has that affected you and people in your profession of making movies and television well uh
3: making movies and tv is
0: and joining us tonight on uh, inside sports you currently see him in Vikings playing Eric the Red um, I a few other things I want to talk to you about uh, let's do the the uh, sports angle first before we get into an exciting venture you are part of you and I first start interacting because of your Oiler's fandom and uh, and you listening to uh, Rob and I after games uh, give us your experience of, of being a fan this season and look we know there are much bigger issues. Uh, in the world, but how have you dealt with its uh, coming to a halt?
3: Uh, well, I mean, uh, in the big picture, <laughs> there's so many. Like you had to mentioned, there's, there's uh, far more important things on the line right now. It's, uh, it is a little unfortunate for, for the, the team that has struggled uh, over the past uh, 14 years to, to get to the postseason. Uh, it was a really exciting. It was really exciting to be watching them this year. I mean, like. Uh, I mean they're a hell of a team they're playing as a team. you have two of the best players on the planet uh on 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 the squad so it's it's uh you know this season was in, uh, way more enjoyable than some of the uh years in the decade of darkness as it's called uh and i'm sure I'm sure you found it too even the even the post game was a little more fun when the team's winning so um it's uh it's it's unfortunate, but at the same time it's you know there's there's much bigger things out there to be dealing
0: with right now and i'm sure everybody uh in the NHL on the team feels the same way all right eric uh, i i know i, I mean you, you're involved in a lot of different things and uh i'll, I'll just kind of tee up here and let you put it in your own words but you're involved with some uh is, is it like i know it's virtual reality is that exactly what you're calling it but there's kind of a sports and you know exercise and, and physical element to what you're doing here
3: uh, a couple of years ago, um, uh, my partner in all this, Chris Olimpo, we met on the set of Fifty Shades, uh, and he was doing the, uh, uh, a VR experience along with the movie. And I was fascinated by VR, and we I asked him a million questions, and I'm sure annoyed the hell out of him that day. But he was very patient with me and uh, and was answering my questions. We just kept talking, and it seemed that we had a very uh, clear vision of what we thought the potential of VR was. And about two years ago, we were sitting down and, and we realized that VR hadn't quite reached its potential. And we saw the the future of VR as being something that was, you know, not standing there in your house, but something that was social and uh, fully physical. And it, this idea of our company, the Arcadia game, uh, Ar- Arcadia came to be. And we had the idea of, like, why not take the best of sports and the best of video games and combine them together and revolutionize sports entertainment uh i think everybody as a kid dreams of stepping inside of a video game and being able to play it for real and we're no different and our mission is to be able to do that and bring that to audiences around the world
0: so is this something where I, I would put on the kind of the VR helmet or the goggles, and I might be immersed in something where I might be able to run and do an obstacle course or, or simulate throwing a ball or something like that. Is that, am I interpreting this correctly?
3: Absolutely. And, uh, you know, even more than that, for you as a player, you could be immersed in this, this world. I mean, I think that the, the low hanging fruit of, that everybody, you know, could compare it to is, is Tron. You know where you're inside the game and you're and you're and you're playing, but you know we also wanted to be uh, an engaging and fun audience.
0: getting this to the public right now, Eric?
3: Well, we're getting closer and closer. It's been a pretty amazing uh, year. We have an incredible team that's been putting in Don't know exactly what the sport of the future is going to be, and that's part of the excitement of this whole journey: is figuring that out, figuring out what is what is going to be the right thing to do in this in this environment. And you know what? Hopefully, it's going to be a lot of different things. You know, we see ourselves as a as, as being a platform and an arena for something like uh, the Olympic Games, where there's so many different kinds of disciplines and so many different kinds of activities for people of all different abilities to showcase what they're great at whether they're fast or they can jump higher or whatever it is, we see this as a, you know, uh, a co-ed um, social broad spectrum of things for people to be able to come and enjoy not only as athletes, but also as fans of sports and fans of video games.
0: Well, it, it sounds really cool and, and good for you for, for getting involved in that. It's really exciting. So Arcadia Games, if, if people want to look that up, Arcadia Games. Yeah, the Arcadia Game. Okay well eric keep us updated on that and uh all the best with your uh your career i know things are kind of uh on hold right now with uh with some things going on in the world but like you said everything people wanted to would like to see you in is is on demand somewhere and i know you mentioned the nick earlier and Mm -hmm. it's 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 a little it can be a little dark so if, if if people don't want to go down that path you know maybe be 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 warned. There's some adult themes, but I, I loved watching the Nick. Uh, Clive Owen is in it. He's spectacular. It's about uh, what is it? The Knickerbocker Hospital around 1900 in New York City. So Absolutely. you see all one of the. the...
3: Reasons, one of the reasons to watch it now is it'll make you very very thankful for uh, modern medicine and all of the uh, frontline workers who are working so hard right now. So it's,
0: uh, it, it, it does help put things in perspective how far we've gone medically. Yes, for sure. And you were well a couple of year and a couple years ago you were in that miniseries Caught on CBC. So that was a five-parter. People can say see you in again. You played another very warm and fuzzy lovely, character. Lovely, lovely, <laughs> lovely human being, lovely uh, human being yeah. in that one. Uh, the Fifty Shades movies made uh, everybody's seen them multiple times already, but you can rewatch them to get more Eric. <laughs>
3: a little more
0: EJ. I got a I got a question on the text line. It might make you giggle. It might you might be a little embarrassed. Uh, it is from Marcel who says, uh, "Hey, Reed, can you ask Eric how it is handling love scenes in movies and TVs? Is it hard to do that with someone you don't really know?" Wow, uh, someone's bringing the heat. I, I'll
3: tell you what, there is I've never had an experience where those things aren't the most awkward, and I think like uh i've had it where you've known the person for a long time and and you also just met the person that day and it's uh i don't think either one is better so it's uh it's pretty awkward it's it's like i the way i say it is like imagine going to work and taking off your clothes and hanging out with uh, your co-workers and just doing your regular job but without your clothes on uh it's it's a little awkward it's uh it's It's definitely something I don't relish, and uh, I think everybody just sort of grins and bears and gets it over with and moves on to the next bit, so... Uh, you know, fight scenes are a lot more fun to choreograph. I'll
0: say that much. All right, excellent stuff. Okay, uh, well, all the best uh, with the Arcadia Games. I was just looking on the website as well, thearcadiagames.com, and you mentioned you're on Instagram too, Eric. I appreciate that every opportunity we have to catch up. Uh, I always love having you on the show to talk sports uh, and to talk about your career because I'm fascinated with what you do. And all the best with the Arcadia Games. Thanks so much, Ray. Thanks for the time. Appreciate that is Eric Johnson checking in tonight, and also follow him on Twitter, EricJJohnson79 uh, from Edmonton has done great uh, with his acting career, and I'm, I, he's one of those guys. If if you if you look him up, you'll probably have seen him something. And then you know another Edmonton success. story. so that is pretty cool. When we get back, Kellen has a very special piece of audio for you on Inside Sports. Alright, Kellen, what have you found? Go ahead.
2: I sure hope her got my message, toot. Here he comes now. Here he comes now.
0: Where is he, Newton? Okay. There you go. Where is he Newton? Where is he Newton? From the cartoon itself. Robert, go ahead.
2: Hey, hey Reed, I'm I'm gonna settle this kerfuffle once and for all, folks. If you're within the sound of my voice, hear this. If you read something because it's on the Internet and you think it's so, well, that's not how it is. Not for me. My source of truth is because Reed said so. End of
0: discussion. (laughs) Well, we also just played some audio from the show itself. Robert, we're in the final minute of the show. Do you want to do this today or do you want to call me back tomorrow when there's more time? I will do it to, uh, tomorrow when there's more time. I guess. Yes, yeah, so, because I I know you always have smart stuff to say. But we had some, we had a lot of guests tonight that that uh, we spent some time with, which I like doing. So let's uh, fit you in tomorrow, okay? Because I know okay, I know you I'll always, you always a have a good story, here. and I I don't want to cut your story off because there's some other show on after me that I have to respect. Stay safe. We'll talk to you tomorrow. All right. So right there, we got Robert tomorrow. He's going to call in. He's a good guest or uh, a good caller that always gives us some time as well. Well, we're done for the night. Uh, Curtis Lazar is on the show tomorrow. Thanks to Kellen Kennedy, the studio producer. Dave Campbell's the producer of the show. My name is Reed. Take care. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at
3: 6 on 630 Chad.